What's up, guys? Max here, back with a brand new episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I hope wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you're having a great day. What's up, Sam? I am Corporal ABE, Ed, Eviana, Harry Lime Pie. We've got Justin in the chat, MC, Nathan, PA, 1000. We have Sam is cool. Sam is cool. Yay in the chat. Alex, what's up? And everybody listening on the podcast, what is up to you guys, too? We have a jam-packed show today. So much stuff that it is out of control because yesterday, really quick, let me hit you guys with the about yesterday. So about yesterday, I just want to say, I am so proud of this channel and this community that we could go in there and play that game, play uh, Knights of Fursan, Knights of al Mosque, you know, and just see it for what it is. A golden eye ripoff, and nothing to be, uh, and nothing to be too controversial or crazy. I honestly think that uh, I, I was totally fine with that experience. And the developer said he's going to send me a key to the entire game. So if you guys want to play through that whole thing, uh, it's all good. We can do that. And if you guys, that's something you guys want to see, we can do it. In other gaming news, we have the Battlefield 2042 early access beta coming out today, this afternoon for me. So I will be playing that, hopefully streaming it, as well as we're going to be playing Squad today after the show. So if you guys are PC gamers and you want to get on Squad, please go ahead and get that game and tell me and come join us for playing Squad. You can get into the Scuttlebutt Squad and we'll be led by Sam I Am in the chat, who's the best squad leader, hands down, that there is. And we'll go play and uh, hopefully get some, some Ws, some victories. I have an announcement to make too that I uh, have been thinking about the last couple days. I have so much going on. I owe a couple people out there merch. I owe a couple people out there uh, updates on the book. I, I'm editing music videos. The film, the documentary film is in editing right now. Next week, it's a holiday week, okay? It's Columbus Day weekend. So Monday and Tuesday, there will be no show. Monday and Tuesday, no show. I'll be taking a little trip with the family, okay? We're gonna do a little staycation on Okinawa. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday will not be normal shows, okay? What I'm going to do next week, so this is an important update for next week. Instead of having normal scheduled shows where I bring you guys the hottest news of the day, what we're going to have is it's going to be live streams of me working. So you got, it'll be like Q&As. It'll be like Quandas, okay? So it'll be live stream. I'll be working. I'll show you guys how I edit video. I'll show you guys how I write. I'll show you guys how I make merch, all that stuff. But expect that it will not be normal streams of me up here, standing here, just delivering you guys the news as per usual. And if you are a podcast listener, then uh, then just so you know, episode 243, which was yesterday, is not on the podcast because it was just me playing the game. And you guys can go, I'm going to leave that up on YouTube and you guys can go check that out, but you won't be able to find the podcast version of that. It would not be very good. So if you guys want to see it, go check it out on YouTube. Let's see what's going on in the chat here. Hello to everyone in the room. We have a Stu drop today. We have an update on Stu Scheller. We have an update on some scandals, some fraud scandals going on in the military. We have the, one of the most epic enlistments in modern history, as far as I know. An update on Squad. Squad, you do have to buy Squad, but if you do buy it, like that's fine. I mean, you have to buy it, but go check it out. I mean, if you guys want to play, you can come play with us. Uh, was it supposed to be serious? It was supposed to be somebody's life's work. Let's see. I think he was talking about Battlefield 24. So Battlefield 2042, we're going to play. Uh, we, I, I pre-ordered it, so we're going to be able to play that and, uh, and get you guys all the... All the uh, you know, pre-access, early access, beta gameplay. I, I think it'll be 1600 today for me. 1600 today 
should be able to, in theory, go on there and start playing. So let's see. 1600 my time. Sounds epic like Max's version of teaching video editing on those online course communities. Yeah, it'll be something in between that and uh, and you just getting a behind-the-scenes look at how I do my, my, my jam here. So let's get started with today's first story because we have so many stories. Because we, gamed, um, because we did that game yesterday, we did some gaming, today's stories are going to be a little bit jam-packed. And there's a couple that I've been talking about that are quick updates. So let's get to one of those right off the bat. I've been telling you guys about this for a while. Here's some news on it. Fat Leonard is poised to spill the beans in this new podcast. I've been telling you guys about Fat Leonard. Now you can learn about it all for yourselves on the podcast. So Fat Leonard, the Fat Leonard scandal, where Navy admirals, commanders, ship captains had gone and accepted bribes in the form of money, dinners, hotels, female accompaniment, if you will, in exchange for hiring Leonard Glenn Francis's company, to service their ships in port in and around Singapore, Malaysia, is now spilling the beans and all access reveal into what went down with that. And, I, and there's three episodes currently available. There's the intro episode one, episode two. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, I found it to make sure it was available. You can listen to the first three episodes. But here is the trailer for it. Let's watch that. Is it now or was it then common for senior Navy officers to attend events at which prostitutes and women in scantily clad outfits were expected to provide entertainment? The Justice Department saying, quote, sort of during the party, historic memorabilia related to General Douglas MacArthur was used in sexual acts. Everybody was in my pocket. I had them in my palm. I was just rolling them around. <laughs> That's Leonard Glenn Francis. For years, his company supplied $20 billion aircraft carriers with food, fuel, and security. And Leonard became exorbitantly wealthy. I had the Navy by their balls. I turned my torpedo, my guns against them because they betrayed me. With nothing to lose, Leonard sparing no details. Check out Fat Leonard from Project Brazen and PRX on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. So it just dropped. This just dropped. It is out now. You guys can go listen to it. <clears throat> I've been talking about Fat Leonard forever on this show. Don't you guys remember Fat Leonard? Let's talk about Fat Leonard. Why is nobody talking about Fat Leonard? This scandal that rocked the Navy and has put tons of people behind bars, career ender for so many people. It is just one of the biggest scandals in Navy history. Even the captain of my own ship, Captain Kraft from the USS Ronald Reagan, when he was promoted to admiral, got caught up in this. I mean, it is nonstop. And so this is a pretty wild story. You guys can go listen to the podcast. I'm going to go listen to the podcast. The episodes are short. Hopefully, it's the real juicy, nitty-gritty stuff. I mean, the cases have already been to trial. So many people have already been convicted or pled guilty. So there should be no question as to the authenticity of some of these claims. But I guess we will see when we listen to it. Let me know. Have, do you guys know anything about Fat Leonard? Does anybody out there know the story of the Fat Leonard case? Does anybody care? Is this not interesting enough to make the news? But this is talk about OPSEC security ships operations being sold out to one guy in exchange for this crazy stuff. So, you know, I guess uh, I guess it's up to you guys what you want to do with that information. You guys can go listen to it or not. I for sure will be. It's funny how all these military, I mean, who am I to, who am I to talk? Honestly, I'm up here standing in front of you live right now on YouTube doing the same thing. But who are all of these 
veterans who have been, you know, in the spotlight for maybe less than, uh, you know, optimum reasons, spilling the beans on podcasts now, like Eddie Gallagher, uh, Fat Leonard Scandal, all that, all these military, you know, officials or people involved in the military, spilling all the military secrets on podcasts. I waited until I was out to do this. So I don't know. That's up to, that, that's up to them, I guess. Um, but people are going out there talking all their, talking all their game, saying what they did. It's interesting. Um, so, eh, it is what it is. Sam I am says, I was thinking about talking about Battlefield 2042, read that comment already. Nathan says, Max, when we are going to get some live stream creepy stuff, it's Halloween. Stay tuned. The week of Halloween, I have a lot of stuff planned for you guys. It's going to be cool. If you guys were around last Halloween, we did a, a ton of cool stuff. You can go back and and look, you know, a year ago in the, in the shows and see what we did, but it's going to be better. We're going to turn it up this year for sure. Sounds epic like Max's version of teaching video editing on those online course communities. Yes. Oh, that would be good if he played something scary for Halloween. Oh, for sure. We're going to do it. Let's see. Love your ninja video. Thank you. Classic military problems. Bribing. hoo Service their ship. Sounds like a euphemism for something else. That's right, Justin. Uh, had the Navy buy their balls. I know. I can't believe he said that. Is this money laundering? It was, uh, I don't know if it's money laundering. It, it would probably be better described as racketeering, which is, we know if you've been listening to the show for a while, is kind of the everything problem. Racketeering is the everything crime. Never heard of this guy, maybe because I'm in Australia. Well, that's true. But when those ships were on their way to Australia, stopping in Singapore, they definitely had uh, encountered, encountered, uh, or maybe after Australia on their way to Singapore, encountered Leonard. So have you guys been tracking this? Have you guys been tracking this story? Marine Corps disputes claim of corporal who told Trump rally he pulled the baby over the wall at the Kabul airport. Now, this is not a great screen grab right here. If you're listening on the podcast, the photo we're talking about is right here on the screen. The photo of the baby being hoisted over the wall in Kabul that went viral that everyone saw and it made news around the world. And uh, and last week or maybe it was two weeks ago at a Trump rally, they had Lance Corporal Clark out there. Lance Corporal Hunter Clark got up on stage and said, I'm the Marine who hoisted that baby over the wall. That was me. It was one of the greatest things I've ever done. And he was, you know, cheered on by the crowd, all this stuff. The Marine Corps saying it wasn't him at all. So the story here says the Marine Corps refuted a public claim made by a Marine that he was the one who lifted a child over a wall to Kabul, Afghanistan airport in a photo that went viral. Lance Corporal Hunter Clark was invited to a September 25th rally held by former President Trump, and Clark was introduced to the Perry, Georgia crowd by Trump as one of the Marines who helped evacuate children over the airport wall. You saw him. He did a great job, Trump said. Clark shook Trump's hand and then told the crowd that was chanting USA, hey, my name is Lance Corporal Hunter Clark, and I'm here from Warner Robins, Georgia. I am the guy that pulled the baby over the wall, and it's definitely probably, definitely probably one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life. Definitely, probably. I'm not just saying. Um, Super saying. So we've got a definitely, probably. You can never trust a definitely, probably. You guys know what I mean? Like if I say definitely, probably going to do something, I'm definitely, probably not. So that's, uh, that's you can take that to the bank. He says, I just want to thank all the support from all y'all. It really means a lot, and I'm glad to be home now. But Captain Kelly Cochran, a member of the 24th Marine Expeditionary Unit, the MEW, as you might know it, said it wasn't Clark in the image of a Marine lifting the baby and, and that Clark would be under investigation since the Defense Department typically prohibits active duty members from speaking publicly at political gatherings. He was not in uniform. It's important to say here he was not in uniform when he went to that Trump rally, but he did go up there. He was brought to the stage and cheered on for actions. And if he stole that valor, that's some valor that you don't want to steal. 
That's some, that's some uh, baby, that's baby stealing valor. You don't want to be a baby stealing valor person. Regarding the viral photo that had been circulating around August 20th, the Marine identified in that particular image was not Lance Corporal Clark, Cochran said in a statement. The 24th Mew has initiated a command investigation regarding Lance Corporal Hunter Clark's attendance at the event last weekend to determine if any DOD policies were violated. I can't say, because I'm not the expert, but he did identify himself as a Marine, and he did go up there and speak at that rally. He did claim to do something, and if that's untrue, well, it's kind of a dirtbag thing to do, if nothing else. It's kind of a dirtbag thing to do. I wonder how he got identified as the person in the first place and why they brought him up there. You would think that if they are bringing him up there, they would have done their background investigation and maybe had some corroborating reports or something. Maybe he was another, had another baby, you know, over the wall or something like that, but who knows. But Alex, our Navy loves port calls in Australia. We'd have girls throw tennis balls with their numbers on them onto the flight deck. Oh, Australia. I've been to Brisbane, Australia. It was a great time. The Aussie girls love it when the American sailors come down under. Oh, man. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good comment section right there. I'd love to hear from you guys. Have you ever been to Australia? If you've, def, if you've ever been to Australia, let me know. So, R. Kunkel, what's up? W- welcome to the chat. Chiming in early today. So, uh, you know, speaking, you know, I think Ed said he loved the Ninja video. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. The Ninja video was super fun to make. Um, I've gotten it out into the hands of the reporter who wrote the story on the Ninja, actually. And so we'll see if, uh, if anything comes out of that. I'm super stoked on that. So uh, even the person who wrote the story on the Ninja that we covered has seen the video that we made. So shout out to uh, Stars and Stripes and shout out to everyone who helped me make that video, the people out here on Okinawa. And thanks to you guys for the idea in the first place on last week's Kwanda. But let's go ahead and give a quick update. Authorities identified the suspect in that bizarre ninja chat uh, attack on special ops troops in California. So the, the suspect, it's crazy here because apparently when the police caught up with them, they, they fired non-lethal rounds at him. He had a sword. He was attacking the police. They fired non-lethal rounds, fired non-lethal rounds. I probably would have gone lethal with that one. I mean, he already attacked somebody with a sword. He's got a deadly weapon. He's being charged with assault with a deadly weapon. He attacks the police with a sword, brandished his blade at the sheriff's deputies at the, according to the article here, I'm surprised they didn't go lethal, but the non-lethal rounds didn't work. They ended up having to take him down with a taser. So luckily the taser worked. You got to imagine this person was on some kind of drug situation. Deputies from Kern County Sheriff's Office in substation in Ridgecrest, California, responded to a call of an assault with a deadly weapon September 18th at Inyo Kern Airport. The airport is located in the Mojave Desert near China Lake. The suspect, identified as 35-year-old Gino Rivera, was booked for attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, brandishing a weapon, brandishing a weapon with intent to resist or prevent an arrest, vandalism, and obstruct delay a peace officer in the discharge of their duties. So that's quite a stack of uh, crimes there. Hopefully he gets a, a pretty long prison sentence for being a, a, swords, a sword attacker, a sword, a sword guy, a bad sword guy. I don't know what you would call this. The staff sergeant attacked was injured in the leg and the captain was injured in the head when they threw a rock at him. He, the, the ninja ran, uh, ran away. Ridgecrest police responded to the scene. Rivera refused to follow commands when confronted, brandished the sword at the deputies. Non-lethal rounds were deployed but were ineffective. Those could be beanbag rounds or pepper spray rounds. There's a few different versions of non-lethals. Rivera ran and continued to disobey commands. He dropped the sword after a taser was deployed. They used control holds to take Rivera into custody. He was brought to the hospital for treatment. 
They said the uh, the soldiers were, and they, they're going to be okay. And Rivera is being held on a $125,000 bond with a court hearing scheduled for October 25th. So we will see if we can follow up with that on October 25th, just in time for Halloween. Can you believe that this guy, the ninja who attacked the soldiers in China Lake, the special ops soldiers, is going to be arraigned around Halloween, brought into court around Halloween? How perfect is that? You can't make this stuff up, guys. You really cannot make this stuff. I don't have, I don't, I have a good imagination, but I couldn't make this stuff up. What do you guys think should be the penalty for attacking soldiers with a sword? And what do you think a good like ninja name for him would be? I'd love to hear that in the comments. What should his ninja name be? We've got a, was it a drunk Marine? It was not. What's inside this ninja wannabe's head? Was it not Samurai Jack stuck in a time machine? That's a great question. Police don't shoot as many people anymore. A cop in LA got shot in the vest and they still did not smoke the guy. They waited for a cop to get shot in the face to shoot the guy. Jeez, that's, that really sucks. Well, yeah, look at what happens now if there's a police shooting. The whole world goes crazy. Thank God he was a bad sword guy. Yeah, thank God, he's, thank God that bad sword guy is off the street. That's, uh, that's why I don't write for Marvel. Uh, Arachnid boy versus bad sword guy on episode 83 of superhero stuff. All right. So headline of today's episode, let's get right to it because we've got a bunch of stories to get to too. And I don't want to make every part of my existence on the internet here revolving around one person, Stu Scheller, who by the way, has had his entire online reputation dragged through the mud recently as people start to wake up to the fact that he is not the hero that they thought he was originally, especially when he started bashing Trump, going back on his word, you know, who knows what this guy wants. People are starting to see the forest for the trees or whatever that expression is. And here we've got an update, a crazy Stu Scheller update that I think really means the end of the line. You know, getting arrested was the end of one line, but this one is the last stop in the station, so to speak. Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, who criticized leaders over Afghanistan withdrawal, released from the brig. Released. But it's when you hear why that makes the story intriguing. So if you've been seeing the headlines, you might think that because lawmakers are demanding his release, because citizens are demanding his release, because he's raised over $2 million for whatever he's going to use that money for, that the Marine Corps crumbled and said, you know what, we have to release him from the brig but that is absolutely not what happened. You have to look past the headlines here. It says, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller was released from the brig on Tuesday in the latest turn of events for the Marine officer since he publicly demanded in August that senior leaders be held accountable for their failures in Afghanistan. Scheller was released as the result of a mutual agreement between Lieutenant Colonel Scheller, his defense counsel, and the commanding general training command. Marine Corps spokesman Major Jim Stenger said in a statement, no information about the agreement was publicly available on Tuesday. So there was an agreement. When I hear that, my mind immediately goes to some kind of plea deal. Some kind of plea deal. The Marine Corps has not released the charge sheet for Scheller, but a core spokesman has told Task and Purpose he's accused of willfully disobeying a superior commissioned officer, failure to obey an order of conduct, unbecoming an officer and a gentleman, and showing contempt toward officials. So there's not a lot of video. I mean, I'm sorry, there's not a lot of information onto his deal that he that he kind of came to this mutual agreement but he is officially out of the brig so i am eagle eyeing social media 
to hear a statement from Stu Scheller. Imagine, imagine if the agreement was, okay, I really promise this time I will not make any more social media posts. And he goes to Facebook and goes, I just told those idiots in the brig that I'm not going to make any more social media posts, but here it is. Which color is this dress, blue or pink? Like, could you imagine something like that? He throws back like, and then people are like, what does it mean? Is the dress blue or pink? Is this a red pill, blue pill thing? Oh, he's, he's about to take them down. He's about to totally take them down. Remember, this is the same guy who said in his own words, I don't need money. The Marine Corps is going to need money when I'm done with them. He said, he said, I don't need money. They're going to need money when the Marine Corps is done with them. He said he's going to bring the whole effing system down. He said he knows how to commit violence. He knows how to, you know, rally people up. There are people on the internet saying that they'll follow him into battle. And now he's striking some kind of deal. So we will hopefully see what kind of deal that is or what the conditions of it are. But one thing that will be really telling is if in the next 24 to 48 hours we get any social media drops, stew drops, number, you know, 1383, Alpha, Bravo, 3, whatever it's going to be, whatever chess move he's prepared to make, we will see. And it's going to be interesting, and I will be following it. I guarantee you guys that. So stay tuned for more stew updates. Any stew drops that come out, I will definitely be taking care of those on the show. Because you guys know my, my identity on YouTube has pretty much become the anti-Stu Scheller guy. I'm not anti-Stu Scheller. I'm not really anti. I'm not anti too many things at all. But what I am is just trying to say it like it is. Just trying to say it like it is. Say it the way I say it the way I see it obviously is. And in this case, Stu Scheller is obviously wrong. He's obviously unhinged. He has obviously miscalculated what it means to be uh, loved on the internet. That's for sure. Sam I am said, no doubt there was a fair amount of political pressure. Well, I saw a dozen, something like a dozen Congress people demanded his release. A lot of people on the internet demanded his release. But I don't think that the Marine Corps would have done that. I don't think that the Marine Corps is going to cave on this one. Because they have a pretty good case. They have a pretty good case, actually. You know, he basically threatened them, burned all his bridges, broke every rule, admitted to breaking every rule, and then said the Marine Corps is doing what they're supposed to be doing. So I don't see, uh, he doesn't have a very strong case in court. And that's what they've been misrepresenting on the news, for sure, is uh, the way that he's portrayed himself online is being totally twisted. No doubt there was a fair amount of political pressure. It's going to be in code from now on, all Da Vinci Code and National Treasure style. Uh, I would love I would love to find myself caught up in some kind of National Treasure, you know, uh, what is it, scavenger hunt type situation where I had to, like, steal the Declaration of Independence. 100% Justin, the hypocrisy is crazy, Nathan says. 6-9 version 2, Wolfman says, yep, 7-6-9. 3-6-9, damn near fine. Give it to me, give it to me. One more stew drop, please. I need that. $2.4 million for Save the Kunkel Fund. There you go. We need to get our Kunkel some money. That guy miscalculated how internet people, yeah, are like, for sure. Let me ask you guys this. Have you had your identity stolen? Have you ever been a victim of identity theft? As you know, as you might know, the United States military got hacked several years ago. And everybody with a security clearance, all your information that was ever collected on you was handed over to Chinese, you know, who, actors, whatever that is. So if you have any sort of, if you've ever held any sort of security clearance in the military, your information, everything is out there. As a top secret security clearance holder with enhancements, I have 
my third grade teacher as part of my security clearance investigation. And all of that information is now out there in the world. Everywhere I've ever lived, all of my PII, everything I've ever done, you know, where I worked, where I lived, who I've dated, all this stuff is out there. Everyone who's ever known me and their information is as well, because all of that stuff got hacked when the, uh, the, Office of Personnel Management got hacked and all of their security clearance records went bye-bye. Not bye-bye, but like were duplicated, you know, copied and sent out into the world on the dark web to the highest bidder, I'm sure, or will one day be used to track us all down uh, in some kind of future dystopian, post-apocalyptic world that we are destined to live in. Whatever. Whatever you guys think it's going to be used for, just I'm sure your worst imagination is probably on somebody's mind out there. Now, as a result of that, um, I, and I want you guys to know this, I requested my investigation report. So you guys can do this. You can go into OPM, the office of, per if you're a military and you have a security clearance, you can go into the office of personnel management to their page, and you can make a request for your own information. Every piece of information that they have in a file on you, they will send to you in an electronic PDF. And so I did that. And I, that's how I know everything that they ever collected on me. If you ever wondered the extent to which they investigate your background, you're entitled to all of those results. Every note, every interview, everything that they submitted into their reports, you are entitled to get your copy of. And I just want you guys to know that. But with the amount of identity theft going on and the people willing to pay for it is so out of control. We have a story here that when I saw this one, you know, I almost didn't cover it because there wasn't any good pictures. And you guys know I'm an idiot. So I love my stories with pictures, but I couldn't pass this one up. I couldn't pass it up. We've got fraudster jailed for stealing U.S. military health records and millions of dollars in benefits. Our healthcare system is under attack. We've been covering the VA, the healthcare, all that stuff. It really feels like you go into get to the doctor's office to get something done. It is not safe anymore. Like doctors are under attack. Doctors, offices, healthcare systems, VA benefits, all that stuff under serious attack. A former U.S. Army contractor has been sentenced for stealing data belonging to the military to conduct benefit fraud, leading to the theft of millions of dollars. The U.S. Department of Justice named Frederick Brown of Las Vegas as a former medical records technician who had access to the Armed Forces Health Longitudinal Technology Applications. I don't know what that is, It's an elect but it says here it's an electronic record system used to manage military-affiliated medical records. So the AFHLTA. Uh, is that ALTA? I guess that's ALTA, Armed Forces Health T Longitudinal. I didn't know. I never knew that. That's what ALTA is, I guess. You might have heard, go get your ALTA records, all of your electronic healthcare records. I'm assuming, I don't know for sure, but I think that this is ALTA. So they say, go to ALTA, whatever, this is it. Between July 2014 and September 2015, a 40-year-old stole the personal identifying information, or PII, of 3,300 individuals, including at least eight general officers, as well as numerous disabled veterans. Specifically, he targeted, targeted disabled and elderly veterans. God, what a sicko. Military dependents and civilian employees of the Department of Defense were also involved in a security breach. Man, disabled veterans were targeted due to their receipt of greater service-related benefits. After accessing the system in order to get around security protocols, Brown took screenshots of his computer screen, and these copied records were passed on to other members of the ring. So this, this data theft, information theft ring. Information included social security numbers, names, military IDs, dates of birth, and contact information. So effectively, 
everything you would need to steal somebody's identity on the internet. There are four co-conspirators, and this valuable data was transferred to co-defendant Robert Wayne Bowling, who is based in the Philippines. So this is an international scandal. PII was enough to be used to fraudulently apply for benefits through DOD and Veterans Affairs Services. In total, financial losses experienced by the victims are estimated to be a 1.5 million buckarooskies. Brown pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. He has been sentenced to 151 months, which is like, I hate when they do that. The quick math on that, according to the website here, 12 and a half years. The judge presiding, the sentencing chief judge Orlando Garcia of the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Texas required him to pay back $2.3 million in restitution and to submit to three years of supervised release. The other suspects, including Troreese Crawford, allegedly recruited individuals to act as money mules who would accept the funds and transfer them on so they were washing the money. Uh, money laundering. Crawford has been sentenced to 46 months in prison. He has to pay back $100,000. The defendant brazenly preyed on the service, the victims, U.S. service members and veterans, many of whom were disabled and elderly. Oh, it's just sick. 12 and a half years, not enough if you ask me. As part of our mission, we strive to protect these honorable men and women from fraud and abuse. If fraudsters target our service members and veterans, we will seek to identify them and hold them accountable, it says here. Is 12 and a half years enough? for stealing from disabled elderly veterans? In my opinion, no. In my personal opinion, if you're this kind of sick bastard who preys on elderly and disabled Americans for financial gain, with it, which is a very common tactic to use for these scammers, especially like you get a lot of these calls from India service centers and they're, they're looking for an elderly person to scam out of their money, life. Throw them away for life as far as I'm concerned. There's no, there's not a harsh enough punishment for that. It absolutely sickens me. It's disgusting. I can't stand it. And I hope that uh, they pay dearly with their time and money and that they get everyone involved. What do you guys think? Am I, am I going too far here? Is that too far? Or are you guys kind of with me on this one? Ah, Sam I am says, yep, I have not fun with the, with the identity theft thing. I have too. Get my ID care. They give you updates and track your info to see if it's used. Oh, that's a great tip. And also, if you guys were part of that OPM hack, you should have gotten um, several years of identity theft protection included with uh, the settlement that was reached with OPM. Hackers should have their fingers cut off, and that's that's been nice. I agree. Believe me, they do this because they have a thirst on attention. I am disgusted, MC says. What a bastard. What a dirtbag. His ring is going to be passed around in jail. Nice, Alex. I like that. That's the kind of ring that we need to get uh, destroyed in prison. Justin says, doing the math is part of the punishment. Yeah. MC says, not enough. No worries here. My generational medical records are attached, are etched on stone tablets, Arkunkel says. That's how old Arkunkel, that's how, that's how a legacy Arkunkel is. He has stone, um, stone etched, uh, medical records. This really sickening me as a computer student, man. I feel bad. Nathan says, scammers ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Yep. Computers are a gateway for criminals to get into your lives. If you guys have been following this Pegasus software um, event where the, if you guys don't know what this is, I don't have time to get into it now, nor am I the expert on it, but I've been watching a lot of, uh, a lot of videos, especially through Vice about this, where Pegasus software was something that was getting on phones and tablets and into you know government systems. And it was even including no click, no click, invasion of your PEDs, your personal electronic devices, where even just by calling your phone number, if your phone rings, they're now in and they can get all of your information. So you don't even have to do anything. If your phone rings, you could be getting hacked. That is uh, pretty terrifying stuff. 
That is really scary stuff. Facebook, not to get all crazy here, but Facebook went down yesterday for a period of time, and I suspect Facebook is different today than it was yesterday. During that, my theory, my guess, if I had to just go logically here, after that Facebook whistleblower comes out and the CBS interview goes out, Facebook goes down for six hours and all of its apps go down, something changed. Something happened. There is something different today about Facebook than there was yesterday. You might not notice it, but I would just be aware that Facebook is not as nice as we all probably want it to be, to believe that it is. So hopefully you guys are protecting yourselves on the internet, protecting yourselves online. One day I'll be sponsored and I'll say, that's why you need to get this sponsored service or whatever. Sponsors, reach out to me. I need a sponsor. No, I'm just kidding. I love just doing this uh, un- independently and uh, I'll keep that going for as long as possible. Justin says, rumor has it that during the takedown, lots of data was destroyed. Sam I am says, I feel like Ark Uncle has a kick-ass shooting range in his own backyard and only 308 calibers end up are allowed to shoot there. Is this camera on? Yep. What are your opinions on Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook? I feel a little bit bad for Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, he's kind of known as a dirtbag uh, in general, but he's always been, uh, in my opinion, he's always been standing up to uh, the people who are trying to bully him around, you know? He's always said Facebook does not take down that much information. We don't believe in taking down. Uh, we don't believe in taking stuff down. We believe in freedom of speech, and he gets. Uh, he kind of gets it from both sides. With the amount that people use Facebook, it's a little hypocritical to really hate Mark Zuckerberg. I use pretty much Facebook to log into so many things. Facebook is connected to so many of my accounts. So many of my apps on my phone are connected via Facebook. The world kind of runs on Facebook right now. So unless we're willing as citizens to do our part and change all that and deal with the hardships that would come from Facebook disappearing, then we kind of need to shut up, honestly. We're being a little hypocritical about it. Um, or they were deleting a bunch of records that they didn't want to be found. Yeah, Max needs a VPN sponsor. You guys have double authenticator on your passwords? I would hope so. Any app that I have that has double authentication, I use it, so that's how I, that's how I roll. Although it is very frustrating trying to use accounts uh, or mix accounts like with my wife, when double authentication is on and they have to text her phone and in 30 seconds, I need to know the, you guys probably know the deal. You've probably been there. You know exactly what I'm talking about, but I guess it's important for cybersecurity, which is, it's probably worth a little bit of extra effort. So next story, unfortunately, we have a couple of crazy stories to get to from uh, around the deck plates. And then, oh, oh, by the way, speaking of around the deck plates, shout out to everybody in the Navy who found out they made chief yesterday. All the chiefs about to go through their uh, season about to go through their initiation or their hazing process or whatever you want to call it, the training, the CPO, the culmination of CPO 365 and getting ready to put on those khakis, all that hard work that goes into it. And all my friends who got promoted yesterday to the rank of Navy Chief Petty Officer E7, which they'll get next year, I guess. Uh, congrats and good luck on your season. As a chief select, I feel like I'm the person you need to hear from. So, This next story, unfortunately, not a great story, but we got to get to it because we're always talking about the dangers of training in the military. Fort Bragg soldier killed, four hurt in military vehicle crash. And we have stories like this all the time. A A soldier stationed at a North Carolina Army post was killed. Four others were injured in an accident involving a military vehicle. If you guys remember, Humvee rollovers were the number one killer of troops for a really long time in the Army. And that might still be true with the reduction of ground combat going on. It's probably still true. News outlets reported that according to a news release from Fort Bragg, the accident occurred Monday at 12.50 p.m. No details of the accident were provided and the names of those involved in the accident were being withheld pending notification of relatives. It says here, 
Anytime you lose a soldier on post in a situation outside of combat, it hurts. That's from Colonel Joe Buccino, a Fort Bragg spokesperson on Monday said, it's a tragic loss. There will be a time for investigating the cause and nature of this accident. But right now we're focusing our attention on the troops and families. Fort Bragg and the 18th Airborne Corps said the incident was under investigation. The accident was the second wreck in the past four months. The Fayetteville Observer reported in June, an Army corporal was killed and two others injured in a wreck as they were en route to training. And we, we covered that story as well. And we still have the amphibious assault vehicle, the AAV incident off of uh, San Clemente coming back to um, Camp Pendleton. And it's just extremely dangerous. Humvee rollovers. There's the Humvee rollover simulator. If you guys have ever been in that, I talk about that experience in my upcoming book. And uh, it is, it's just scary to drive in Humvees, especially when you're doing the off-roading. I remember in Afghanistan going into a wadi or basically a little ravine carved out by, you know, water and farming. And we came up to this thing. It was like an eight foot drop. And I remember the captain just going, send it, you know, and we went down this eight foot wadi and we all in the back went flying gear, went flying. The guy sitting across from me, the air force combat controller bounced up out of his seat and bashed his helmet into my knee. And I thought my leg was broken. You know, that, that like electric jolt feeling when you get bashed in a bone in a nerve really hard. And I just couldn't flex my knee, couldn't move. I had a giant, you know, swollen bruise. Luckily nothing was broken. That was at the beginning of that operation that was in route to that op. And my leg was just bashed in. People were pretty, you know, jacked up from that hit. And then we were the lead vehicle. And because we were all kind of taking different routes, we were the first person to send it into the wadi there. I know normally the captain's the second vehicle, but in this case, we were just the first person to come up on this wadi because we weren't driving in a straight line. We dropped in there. Everybody else, yeah, they went around. They found another way. Do not do, not do what we did. It was not the right call. Um, let's see. Let me catch on some comments here. First time hearing of this fat Leonard Raju says, oh, well, let, let's all, uh, take our times to go listen to the podcast and, uh, we'll come up with some, some ideas. H not what's up. Simple for me. Haven't had a Facebook account in years. Nice, 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 nice. Do I need a VPN while I'm stationed in Okinawa? For example, I use a VPN whenever I'm not doing something that is extremely bandwidth heavy. So right now streaming to you guys, I am not using a VPN when I'm gaming. I am not using a VPN. Otherwise, I'm using a VPN. Eric, you have a task for Max. What name would you give to the Ninja Warrior guy that attacked the 160th? Oh, great. Great uh, great shout out. Eric S. Okay. What's up, Eric? Uh, is it possible to do digital Humvee simulator instead at field? No, I don't think you can do a digital Humvee simulator. Uh, the important part of the Humvee simulator is the rolling around and experiencing how many times you get hit in the face with gear adrift, aka gear that's not secured to the Humvee. That sounds awful, Sam I am says. It was uh, it was an experience that I'm glad I had. I mean, all the times that we got vehicles stuck in in wadis, in mud, whatever, and, and had to get them, had to drag them out. Those were all really annoying, but uh, it was a good experience. I look back on it fondly, I guess, I suppose. Um, do I? I guess. We'll go with that for now. There's this story. There's this uh, news that broke. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if I care or not. You guys ever have a thing where you're like, should, do I care about this? Or, or is this feel like, like a, like, you know, um, juvenile, is, is this juvenile or is this something to really worry about? Let's talk about it. Confederate flag raised U S and German flag stolen at second cavalry regiment headquarters. So is this a juvenile prank or something to really be worried about? 
In Germany, military police are investigating after a Confederate flag was found flying from a flagpole. That was an interesting sentence to say. Outside 2nd Cavalry Regiment Headquarters Monday and removed upon discovery. YT, make him salty. Welcome to Scuttlebutt Pollywog. Why joined as a member. You said you were gonna, and here you are. Welcome to the membership team. Shout out to YT, make him salty. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for joining today. Made my day. I'm going to shout you out with a little super legit from the ceiling. That's that super legit membership right there. As you guys know, you can click on that membership button right below this video and become a channel member, get all the benefits, and you guys can become patrons, get all the benefits there, and congratulations, and thank you to YT Make Him Salty for joining the channel. That's awesome, and it's a pleasure to have you here. I really appreciate the support. It means a lot to me to have you on the Scuttlebutt Show team. Look for your names in the end credits starting tomorrow. An American flag and a German flag were also stolen from inside the headquarters building in Vilsack sometime between Sunday night and Monday morning by an unknown person, regiment spokesman Major John Ambelang said. The incident at Rose Barracks, which is home to a regiment of about 4,800 soldiers, comes more than a year after the Defense Department effectively banned the Confederate flags and other symbols deemed divisive from public display on military bases. And as a reminder, we always I'll always bring this up. When talking about this, it's the same reason why now you can't fly a pride flag, a sports team flag, or any other non-authorized flag on any base. Those are those unintended consequences of that flag law. The regiment takes this misconduct very seriously, Amblang said in a statement. Should the culprit be identified, the command will take appropriate action after considering the facts surrounding the incident. Neither the theft nor the display of the Confederate battle flag align with the Army's values. Earlier this year, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin directed the military to conduct training to address extremism in the ranks. Now, here's the question. Is this extremism or is this some kind of juvenile prank or hoax? Because there have been so many examples of hoaxes. There have been even more examples of actual extremism and racism and EO type stuff. But there have also been a bunch of... Um, a bunch of hoaxes or setups to make things seem like they're worse than they are to tr kind of drive divisiveness, drive hate. And I don't know what to make of this. And I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts in the comments. We've got a person or people or a group of people. I don't know what just happened to my voice. A person or group of people stole flags and then hoisted the Confederate flag on the flagpole on this army base. Could you imagine going out to morning muster? And you get out there and you're walking past the flagpole. And I don't know if people still salute the flag when they walk past it when they're in uniform. I guess that that probably has not changed. And then you look up and it's the Confederate flag. That would, things that make you go, hmm. Things that make you go, what in the world? What the heck? So this is uh, an interesting incident. And I would love to know what you guys think. Juvenile prank, signs of extremism, or hoax. Those are my three things. Leave your thoughts in the comments down below. That's going uh, to be an interesting one. That's going to be an interesting one to kind of see how that all shakes out. Let's see. Polywog on deck. Hello, peeps. What's up, YT? Make them salty. It's awesome to see that name popped up in green. Enlisted was super legit and fun. Enlisted's a great game. Check out eBay. Someone might sell those flags. Oh, great point. YT says, I think it's a prank. Someone was drunk and trolling the base. It could be. I guess we don't know until we find a guy. Sam I am says, hopefully it's a prank and not uh, extremist. YT make him salty. Very true. Probably a TikTok challenge. Our uncle, how do you know what TikTok is? Ark Uncle's out there calling out a TikTok challenge. It very well could be some kind of uh, attention-seeking, you know, thing. It could be somebody who was dis disgruntled, maybe, at the uh, at the army, at their bosses. So, 
haha, they would post a video of themselves doing something against the rules. Sam, I am that they do it all the time. So what are your, what's your opinion on the Confederate flag as a Yankee, Max? Ed says, I have never been offended by the Confederate flag, but you know, I guess that I wouldn't be. That's not really something that I would feel threatened by. There's no history that I can really relate to because I'm not 200 years old. That would make me, and I'm from the North. So I'm not really one to speak on how other people honestly feel about it. Um, there are, there are lots of times where we have this initial reaction, this, this emotional reaction. And I always think if I just do nothing right now, will everything be okay? And when somebody wants to fly a flag on their private property, when somebody wants to fly a flag on their private property, I really frankly don't care what flag it is. They can fly any flag that they want. That's their house. But now we live in a world where flying the American flag outside of your house can get you attacked. And that's not a world that I want to live in. And if that's not a world that I want to live in, then I'm not in a position to tell people what other flags that I disagree with they shouldn't be able to fly. Because I wouldn't want somebody coming up to my house and setting my flag on fire if I have an American flag flying out there, a POW, MIA flag, or whatever I have, I would certainly not appreciate somebody coming up and doing anything to my stuff. I would not appreciate that one bit. So who in the world am I to criticize what somebody else wants to do with their private property? When it comes to bases, I've said on this show before, go ahead, rename the bases. You know, that's fine. But what are you going to rename them to? Make sure it's something really great. If you don't want bases to be named after Confederate generals and fly Confederate flags on base on government installations, well, that's a choice that the government has to make. And I could very definitely see making that choice. But please be considerate and thoughtful on what they rename these bases and things to. So that's maybe my two cents on that. You guys can tell me if I'm an idiot or if you guys agree with what I'm saying in the chat. I know you will. Confederate flag represents slavery. It's, it's interesting because if you ask somebody who flies the Confederate flag, they would certainly not agree with that. But, you know, I guess we all see something different when we look at things. Man just pulled a devious lick, Wolfman says. So I'm not familiar with that uh, turn of phrase. Let's see. Are you really a Yankee? Because I love, I'm from New York. I could use a New York slice of pizza or wait, maybe deep dish from Chicago. Oh, don't get this argument started. Might as well ask deep dish or New York style. Leave it in the comments. I don't want terrorists or any anti-American idiots vandalize my flag at my house. I agree. I agree. So you have to be willing to walk by and not get mad at somebody else's flag. That's it. Straight up. I would love some pizza too. Okinawa pizza. It's uh, there's a, there's a mix. There's an assortment of Okinawa pizza, some good, some bad, some ugly. Um, but I know that there's like some Domino's out here uh, that has some interesting flavors. Maybe we can go by there and try some of that. But, uh, you know, if we do, I'll, I'll make sure to bring you guys along for a video. Working on some more out in town videos, some more stuff. I'm networking with some people trying to trying to get it going. You might have to eat around a bullet, Sam, if you go to Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Eat your pizza around the flying bullets if you go to Chicago. That's a, that's a great point. I will say anecdotally. My wife went to Chicago for work a couple months ago. No, nothing happened to her. She was fine. She didn't see any crime. But while she was there, police officers were shot and killed. So it is, uh, it's for sure, you know, it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. There's multiple things that are very true happening. Lots of people live in Chicago every day without experiencing any crime. And lots of people get killed there every day. So I guess it depends on what perspective you're trying to take. Devious lick means vandalism, but TikTok. Oh, okay. Interesting. Did you download the Battlefield 2042 beta yet? I did. I did. And I think, I think I'll be playing it starting at 1600 today my time. Midnight Pacific time, it should go live. 
and I think uh, I should be on there playing it, streaming it. So stay tuned for that. The only flag that I burn is the ISIS flag. You know, let me tell you guys a really quick sea story, and then we'll get to the last story of today. I was in Iraq, just outside of Mosul. I was sitting on a rooftop. We had just been doing flight ops and uh, targeting some ISIS compounds that day, and it was awesome. And we were sitting on a rooftop, and we were targeting compounds that were less than a kilometer away. Like, we could see ISIS with our own eyes, and we're targeting these compounds, and it's kind of this weird thing. There's a trench, the front line, and uh, it was dividing Amer like the American and Kurdish forces from ISIS as the, uh, as the uh, assault towards Mosul moved up day by day, inch by inch. And out in the field from this rooftop, the sun was setting, there was an ISIS flag in the ground. An ISIS flag on a flagpole in the ground, and I'm sitting there, just me and the, and the combat controller on the rooftop, and he goes, I really want to go get that flag. And I was like, oh man, me too, but what are the chances it's not surrounded by landmines? He goes, it's definitely surrounded by landmines, but I think we could get it. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. He goes, we can, we can get it. And I was like, you know what? If we were to go out there, it was maybe 100 yards away, 100 yards away. If we go out there and we get blown up, that's going to really suck for everybody else. All the army and Kurdish people behind us, that's going to really suck for them. He's like, yeah, I guess, but I really want to go get it. And I was like, I don't think we should. I don't think we should go get it. Um, and we did not. We did not go get it. But I will say, we did get some ISIS flags on that deployment. I, I, uh, I can proudly say that we did recover some ISIS flags that are now hanging proudly um, as symbols of the work that we put in in places that I cannot disclose. But yeah, those ISIS flags, those black and white flags, I, I want to take those out too. Believe me. Trust me. F ISIS. I licked the TV screen. If someone is eating deep dish pizza on TV, Sam I am says. Nice. May, uh, let's see. Yesterday's news about Canadian ISIS sympathizer got captured. Interesting. Flag would be booby trapped. You know that, right? Yes. 100%. There's zero chance it would not be. Um, that was the primary reason why we did not go get it. So we've got one more story here today. And this one is really cool. I'm sorry if I've been blowing through stories today. But we had so many to get to when I even left some out that we'll be saving up for a future episode. Now, tomorrow's episode will probably be a standard episode, but depending on how this whole Battlefield thing goes, I don't know. We might be, I might be uh, just addicted to Battlefield 2042. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, I'll be able to play that with you guys, for you guys, whatever, with uh, no issues. If you guys are interested in seeing that early access beta, I am telling you I will be playing it. I already downloaded it. As soon as it goes live, I plan on launching it. But we've got a story over here, a little heartwarming story for Justin. We've got legendary MMA fighter's son enlists in the U.S. Army, seeks to become a ranger. Who are we talking about here? Royce Gracie, one of the founding family members of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. His son is joining the U.S. Army. Famously, the Gracies train high-level military martial arts classes. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is taught to Navy SEALs, Green Berets, Delta Force, all these high-level operators. It's part of Army Combatives, MCMAP, all that stuff, Jiu-Jitsu. We've got combatives training in the 75th Ranger Regiment may soon become a bit more intense. As the son of Hall of Fame martial artist enlisted recently with hopes of donning the unit's tan beret. 
Caden Gracie joined the Army at a September 22nd ceremony in front of his family, including his father, Royce Gracie. If you guys know who Royce Gracie is, we're talking about a certified, you know, co-signed badass here. The first person inducted into the Ultimate Fighting Championships Hall of Fame. Royce Gracie shared footage of his 19-year-old son's enlistment in Huntington Park, California on his Instagram account Saturday. Caden Gracie will leave for basic training later this month after enlisting on an 11 X-ray contract with a Ranger option. Walt Quinn, spokesman for the U.S. Army Recruiting Command, said in the email Monday, I heard, too, that at first they tried to get him to join as a cook, but Royce Gracie kicked their ass. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. He, he's joined and he's trying to go as a Ranger. What a selfless move. What a, you're part of a famous family, wealthy, you're set up, you're set, and you choose to join the army to go one of the most difficult and dangerous paths you possibly can to become a ranger. An 11X contract, 11X-ray contract with a ranger option means the enlistee will get a shot at being selected for 75th Ranger Regiment as long as he or she passes multiple training courses. These include Army Basic Infantry Training, Airborne School, and the 8-Week Ranger Assessment and Selection Program, a.k.a. RASP. He looks, we're looking at him here on the photo, he looks fit, he looks ready to go, he looks motivated. The 75th Ranger Regiment is the Army's largest joint special operations force and its soldiers frequently deployed over the last two decades to Afghanistan, Iraq, and other hotspots. The Gracie family is famous for creating a system of martial arts known as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Royce Gracie learned to fight from his father while growing up in Rio de Janeiro before moving to the United States at age 18. He won the first ever UFC championship tournament. I'm getting the chills just thinking that's, a, that's some nostalgia right there. As well as two other tournaments in the UFC's early years, he has trained Army Rangers, Navy SEALs, and other U.S. troops. And according to a 2011 Army statement, the system of fighting now taught to U.S. soldiers draws from Brazilian jiu-jitsu for techniques and ground grappling. MC, $1.99 Super Chat, thank you so much for that support and making today just one of the most motivating episodes we've had in a minute. Today is a fun episode. I'm telling you guys, today is good. So this is great. We've got Caden, I believe his name is pronounced, Caden Kidan, Gracie, joining the Army to become a Ranger. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Shout out to the Gracie family for their continued support of the United States and the United States military by teaching Americans and American soldiers and veterans jujitsu to help them become the most effective battlefield soldier that they can be. That's it. Just an absolute super legit. I've got to give it to I've got to give it up for the second super legit of today's episode. I've got to give it up to him because that's just all around badass. Totally awesome. Totally awesome. Royce, that's awesome. Apples fall near its tree. MMA Ranger Ura. Good night, Ark Kunkel. Have a great night. Best of luck to his son. Rangers lead the way. Will he get preferential treatment? I don't think he will, but he will definitely get a, I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you think he's going to do when they go to do army combatives in boot camp? He's just going to tr- just destroy everybody. Have a great day on the island, Mr. Butt. Thank you very much. I will. I could take Royce. Six Gun says, hey, by the way, Six Gun, you can join us in squad after this. We're going to be getting on squad with uh, Sam I am as the squad leader, and we're going to be playing some rounds in, uh, in the game. Should have signed a special forces contract. What a wuss. Hey, you know, Rangers are special operations. You know, 75th, that is special operations. Imagine if you enlisted in the Air Force. That's a great point. Or the Space Force. What about me, Max? Give me a super legit because I had a blast with enlisted. Okay, we'll give Ed a super legit. This super legit's for Ed Valdez in the chat for uh, staying motivated for his future as a Marine. Max will be on at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just an FYI, all good because I'm going to take my dog out a little bit and then get on the game. I'll, I'll post the squad server in the description of the video so everyone can find it and, uh, and we'll be in their plan. The favelas in Rio are the Badlands. 
I'm not too familiar with uh, the Brazil structure there. He's going to take extra hazing as Royce's son. He might get a, he might get some heat in a rasp for sure. They might go, oh, you think just because you're uh, Royce Gracie's son and because he taught me how to fight, we're just going to let you into the Rangers? No, no, no. You still got to do everything that the Rangers got to do. Hopefully he makes it like the worst case scenario would be, you know, to roll an ankle or something like that, you know, some unintended loss in training. But I feel like he's probably a pretty tough dude. He will probably make it through. And I hope that he has a great career in the Army, safe from all those creepo Army bad guys that we have in the chat. If you guys come up with a name for the ninja who attacked the sore, Drop it in a comment for me or send it to me on Instagram or email at thescuttabuttshowgmail.com. As always, all the links in the description are all ways to support the channel, including becoming a member or patron are two fantastic ways to support the channel. You guys can find merch and new merch at scuttlebuttshow.com, including this Misfits shirt, I mean Midrat shirt based off the Misfits band uh, design that I made that is now one of the top selling shirts on the website. You guys can go check that out. Um, it is going to be... An awesome stream when we play squad later, and it's going to be incredible when we play Battlefield coming up in the next 24 hours. Harry Lime Pie, $1.99 Super Chat, number one fan. Thank you so much for that support. You are awesome, amazing. I appreciate it. I'm humbled every time I see a Super Chat, a membership, a patron coming across the screen. It is absolutely awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That is an excellent way to end the show. Excellent way to end the show. So we're going to wrap it up there with that super chat from MC and then another one by Harry Lime Pie. Amazing. Absolutely humbled. And with all that being said, I will see you guys on squad. I'll see you guys on Battlefield. And I'll see you guys tomorrow at the normal Scuttlebutt Show time and place right here, 1800 Pacific Standard Time. But until then, for now, that's the Scuttlebutt.